Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. Let's do the Charleston! Yeah, they do do bum, the Charleston bum, a lot bum, in this movie. Bum, Were there bum, no bum, other dances bum, happening in the 20s? Nope, it was just the Charleston. That's all just they could the Charleston. do. They weren't allowed yeah. booze. They weren't allowed life. They weren't allowed anything. They just Charlestoned. Yeah, that's it. Yep. That's all. No, they were recording in the afternoon and like, I'm so it's hyper. So weird. I know. <laughs> There's a lot more energy doing it now. So much but more But that's energy. because it is currently December 23rd, but I know to our lovely listeners... Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Welcome to January. Yes. Tell us, what is it like in the future? Yeah. Is Omicron gone? <laughs> yeah, I, it seriously better be, honestly. Yeah, get it out of here. Patience here. Mm-hmm. But yes, it is still December for us, but daytime, December. Yeah. Right outside. It is really Mita, I think you have some news to share with us before we get talking movies. I do have some news to share. Yes, this please past, share. This past week... My sister, Millie Sambath, as you listeners know and adore her, gave birth to a baby. Yes. Congratulations, yeah. Millie. How lovely. Yes. Babies so I, amazing. I am a Mossy, which just means your mom's sister. Yes. And this is my first time being like, I'm calling it like a pure Mossy because I have yeah. lots of cousins who have kids and like, yeah. I've always been around them, but I've never been there since like day one. And day one. Day one. Literally, I was at the hospital day one. and That's very nice. It's such a nice experience. And I'm learning a lot. And I'm learning that I'm probably too selfish to ever be a parent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of selflessness. Sometimes too much. Too, too much. And too also, much? like, why are you doing this? It's a lot. It's, I, I mean, I it really does you. bring questions into the world of like, do we need more kids and like all of that. But yeah, I do love my kids more than anything in the world. So, so <laughs> there's there, that. There you go. You have them. Yeah. You keep them. But if you brought a third in, I would question it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could talk about that after this recording <laughs> and not have it on record. That's fair. <laughs> but like this morning, for instance, I had to get my daughter ready for school and I was up a little early because I went to bed early last night and I just like cuddled into bed with her and she like turned her face into me and like smiled and like yeah. cuddled with me and I was like, mm, right, it's worth all the complaining, I guess. I know. For now. I... That is until she's like 14 and says, a few dad and slams the door. But they are so nice now. Like I went. Back. I took a few days off after the baby was born, but then I went back to work on Tuesday. And I, like, the second I opened my computer, I was like, I don't want to be here. I want to be with the baby. <laughs> and then I had to, like, look at pictures of the baby throughout the day. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get to snuggle him later. We'll call him Da Baby. Da Baby. Da Baby yes. on the podcast. Da Babies. Da Baby. But yes. That's my news. Nadim, have you gone to any movies? I couldn't go to movies. I've been with the baby, so I don't I know. know you've what's been with the baby, and you've seen pretty much everything. I think you wanted to see spare for like a couple, right? I w- I want to see Spider Man. Yeah, and I can't see Spider Man because of Omicron. I'm too scared. Yeah. 
So I haven't seen it and I haven't been on TikTok in like a whole week. Because yeah, you're going to have to avoid, like, how are you going to, like, how are you doing that? Because like the spoilers are out there. To be honest, I think I know the, the answers to the questions I have. Yeah. yeah. Like I know the big ones, but I'm also telling myself that I don't know because I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's true. But I. Are I, you going to see it in a theater? I don't think I can because like our it's just a it's scary right now if things die down and the numbers go down mm-hmm. and i feel like going because the other part of it we can talk about this in ontario where we live they've mm-hmm. made some new restrictions to our theaters as well and yeah. so there's no concession anymore it's no literally you sitting in a room with your mask on the entire time and i yeah. kind of don't want to do that it definitely isn't as fun, I will say. And it's weird because it's not like you're going to the movie to eat, but no. it definitely is a part of the experience. It is. And like even just having a, a drink, like yeah. having a soda there, because I'm like, are you allowed to bring your own bottle of water or are you allowed to Technically like... not. Like I asked about it. and yeah. so, Okay, so I went to the movies. Okay, yeah. Since we recorded Citizen Kane and on that day I'd seen West Side Story, later that week I took my daughter to see Encanto. Um <sighs> Which was really cute, and she yeah. really liked it. And I think she still has some attention span issues. She's four, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> she's my sixteen-year-old daughter has some attention span issues. No, she's four, and so I think for her, like the world building is hard. Yeah, like when she has, like it takes time for her to watch something and like like it. Mm-hmm. And so when she walks into this world that she's never heard of, she's never heard the songs, she's never seen anything, to be like, what is going on, and what is all of this? I think it was a lot for her. It's overwhelming, was, yeah. It's overwhelming, and I think she was kind of like not bored, but I like it. It took a little bit longer for her for attention to click. Okay, but that was really cute, and this was before uh, restrictions really went into place. And I'm glad I took her because it's just harder now. Yeah. And then earlier this week, I went to see Nightmare Alley. Oh, you went! So I exciting. Did. I had Monday off. I didn't have any kids. My wife was out of town, so I was just like, "This is actually the only wait." Time where I did I'm going to be able to do this? Where did I, where did I go? Where did the, one of the kids go? You did have a oh school okay school yes. <laughs> <laughs> my wife had one kid. I had the other kid, and my my responsibility was in school. So I was like, I'm going to use this opportunity to see Nightmare Alley because I was looking forward to it. And on this day when I got there, they were like concession is closed. You have to keep your mask on the entire time. So mm. technically, if you bring your own drink, you can't use it. It's also I will say very uncomfortable. And I, yeah. I didn't work retail and you did. So you kind of have a different appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. But I was sitting there. It's a two and a half hour movie. And I'm not going to say I kept it on for two and a half hours because I didn't. I was also only one of three people in there. Okay. So, you know, maybe if it was busier, I would have felt more inclined to. But I didn't. Movie theaters, for the record, probably one of the safest things you can do right now. Because of the like, if, if you're all going the through the day. All the restrictions. You're in one spot. There's not like... You people who are going shopping and they're like, oh, I can't go to a movie theater. I'm like, listen, you are like you are interacting with positive people way more than you're interacting with positive people in a theater. There's like no way. It's just so much safer there. But anyways, I've also come to learn different tolerances for different people. That aside, I saw Nightmare Alley, which was okay. Okay. Yeah. You don't need to see it in a theater, but you will like it more in a theater. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's fair. I'll like anything more in a theater. Yeah, I'm being that is also honest. my stance, and I'll say that. I will say that I like his style of filmmaking, Guillermo del Toro. del Toro. It's nice and it's fun, and I really do like his movies. 
This I felt, it was really two movies merged into one. And the whole time I was watching, especially the second half, I'm like, why did we have that first hour? <laughs> I feel like there was a more efficient way of making this film. Yeah. It was, there was a lot going on and a lot of ideas. And like, there's some twists at the end that I'm just like, this is kind of like underwhelming. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff and there's some like, there's some dialogue that isn't explained. And like, overall, it's a very handsome film. It is very nice and it is very engaging. Okay. I don't like Bradley Cooper. Oh, like full like, stop period i'm not a fan interesting. Um, but the cast is spectacular it is bradley cooper rooney mara kate blanchett tony collette richard jenkins tony uh david Strathairn. there's more there's actually more people that i'm forgetting so it is like a star-studded cast and it's like very nicely made but for if you don't have the time or you're like limiting what you're seeing i wouldn't put it high on my list you don't think it'll be nominated for any like acting i think it anything? might get a i think Costume? it might get a best picture like oh. one of like, I think what? it might get, yeah, it won't be a top five. It'll be like six to 10 kind of thing. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I it's do. not going to be, it's not going to be one of the They don't big have ones. to do 10 though. That is the rule. They are allowed up I to I think 10. they changed it. Again? <laughs> I think this year it has to be 10 or anyways, they constantly keep on changing that rule where it's like more than five, less than 10. It has to be a certain number. It doesn't have to be a certain number. It has to hit the voting. I don't know what it is anymore. But I think it will get in at the end. It won't get much else in the big categories. It might get an adapted screenplay nomination, and mm-hmm. then it'll get a bunch of technicals. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I also feel like, similar to West Side Story, I feel like this movie wasn't promoted at all. Like, I haven't seen anybody promote it. Are you watching live television, though? No, but right? like... Like, we're streaming so much more, and like, unless you're going to certain places online, it's... Like, I know about these movies because I Oscar track and so do you. Yeah. So, like, you know what you're looking for. But I watch a lot of YouTube videos. And usually this time of the year, my my page will be filled with all of the junkets, all of these, like, you know, viral videos that they're doing with the celebrities from the movie. And this and West Side Story, there's a huge thing on TikTok right now about how they're not promoting West Side Story and how it hasn't made money because of this. West Side Story has not made any money. And it's like and it's everybody's dangerous. blaming Ansel Igort and What? Just because of, of his bad reputation? Like, there's serious allegations made against him. Yeah, there are. But anyways, that's anyways. I think a different conversation for another time because you know what also came out this week was oh, allegations no. of sexual abuse. <laughs> yeah, against Mr. Big. Yep. Oh, so, Mr. Big. And then I think the ladies themselves made a statement yesterday supporting the women. Yep. But one Facebook commenter made the distinction that support for the women is not belief of his yep. His guilt. And it's I was true. like, that's a very true subtlety. And that's a very artful way of putting it then. Yeah. Anyways, we can I don't know how I feel about offline. it. I haven't really processed it. So <laughs> I've been no, busy and with I get that. the baby. The baby. I think Ansel Elgort is also just, he's not a big celebrity, if I'm being honest. Like, he's not a saleable actor, really. He's been in a lot of things that other things have sold. Like, The Fault in Our Stars was the source material. Baby Driver was maybe the movie itself. And I can't name another one. Yeah. The director, yeah. Mm -hmm. The Goldfinch didn't do very well. No, The Goldfinch did not do very well. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Speaking of movies that didn't do very well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Should we segue? That was a good segue. Should we? Okay, let's yeah. seg and let's wait. Let's seg. 
Come segue yeah. with me. Yeah. Uh, Nadim, this week we watched a Mitha movie, a movie that oh. I chose to start off the year. Yes. We watched Peter Bogdanovich's The Cat's Meow. The Cat's Meow. Meow. <laughs> we did. Okay, should I give us a quick IMDb discro before you talk to us about the choices? Yes, I will talk okay. to you about the choices. Semi-true story of the Hollywood murder that occurred at a star-studded gathering aboard William Randolph Hearst's yacht in 1924. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. The, that's the discro. That's the discro, and that's the gist of it. That is really what the movie is about. It is a, But it's not a murder mystery. Yes, it yeah. is not. So talk to me about your choices. Okay. I had I watched this movie for the first time last year. Okay. Um when I was doing my big like I must watch so many movies <laughs> in one year. Uh-huh. And I I love Kirsten Dunst. And so that's why it was on my okay. list from last year. I felt like I needed to watch those movies. And so when I was making this season's list, I thought about adding it because I knew you hadn't seen it, but yeah. I didn't have it on my list. This was a last minute edition after we had watched Scissor and Kane. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because so we, if you listen to last week's episode, <laughs> we watched Scissor and Kane, which was based on William Her- William Randolph Hearst, um, and sort of his lore. And this movie tells what could possibly be a true story. It's kind of up in the air yeah. about his life. And we talked a lot about how Sizzit and Kane was, is garnered as like one of the greatest movies of all time. And I thought, Uh, how interesting would it be to look at something that has very similar subject matter about a specific situation and see how it is not one of the greatest movies (laughs) of all time? Because I know going into this, this is not a great movie. Oh, so what was the reason then? Just because I, of Citizen Kane? Yeah, I felt like it would be really interesting to kind of talk about the two. But this movie in general, I think... So I'll just like go into kind of my feelings yeah, a little bit before you go. Yeah, go into your opinion first. I really love the idea of this. Because I, okay. I expressed it last week that I'm fascinated by Hearst. I'm fascinated by the 20s. I think it's a really interesting time period. And it's it's a lot of it are things that you can't really live today. Like you don't know too many people that build castles like this and that live these extravagant lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Or at least the way we consume it is different and it feels more approachable. Like you have all these influencers yeah. who are showing off their lives and homes and um, the parties that they go to. And so it feels attainable. Whereas I think in the 20s, it was not. It, it's yeah. so far off from what normal life was like yeah it was so far removed from your like actual existence exactly and so i I love this idea because this is a true story they did go on a yacht somebody did die did they die on the yacht that's always been Mm -hmm. up in the air but it's also all these people who are like hollywood moguls you had charlie chaplin there thomas ince was a well-known producer and like responsible for a lot of the big movies that were coming Mm -hmm. out at that time And there's just this like hidden lore behind it that is really interesting and I think Mm -hmm. more people should know about or be interested in. And Mm -hmm. I felt like from a writing standpoint, and that's like the main reason why I want to talk to Mm -hmm. you about it, from a writing standpoint, this fails. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 
But I think before we go into that, I want to hear how you feel about it. I thought this was amazing. I did not. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was really scared for a second. And I was like, podcast is over. We will not be continuing. <laughs> no. My my Twitter review for this movie mm-hmm. is that it's a poor man's Gosford Park. Oh, yeah. It really, because Gosford Park also takes place in the 20s. Yeah. Uh, also about rich people. Also a murder. Maybe a bo- bit more about like the upstairs, downstairs politics. Yeah. But a lot of similarities. Like yeah. a lot, a lot of similarities, actually. And this felt poor in terms of so many things. Mm-hmm. Gosford Park is obviously like a, it is a lavish production. There's a, a giant star cast. It It is mounted very nicely. It is very stately. It is very appropriate. This feels a lot at times that the it didn't have the budget to support the movie. Right. Like it, felt it feels very, like a student film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, maybe like a really good student film. Yeah. But yeah. it feels even like movie of the week kind of. Oh, yeah. Like a lifetime version of this yeah. story. Yeah. And I feel like. No offense, Lifetime. The, <laughs> huh? No offense, Lifetime, if you ever No offense, want Lifetime, if you want to sponsor us. Yeah. Sponsor us, no problem. <laughs> I love a good Lifetime movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if this movie had a little bit more money behind it, I think a lot, it could have been a lot different. And the one thing, the only thing I thought of watching the whole thing was this could have been so much better and it should have been so yes. much better. Like mm-hmm. the story deserves a lot more. It deserves yeah. better writing. You're absolutely right. And it deserves better production and direction. Mm-hmm. It deserves a better star cast. It does. Well, okay. I think... I know you love Kristen, and I will say it's, that she's first definitely, First of all, it's Kirsten. Like, <laughs> you did it in Dick, too. It's Kirsten. <laughs> I think she's great in this, and I yes. think she's, like, she's definitely good. She's the one that can stay. Mm-hmm. She's I the really only think one. She's the only the one that can stay. Yeah. There are some miscast characters and some casting opportunities that were just completely lost. Completely. Especially that of... And I am... Possibly one of the the biggest Gilmore Girls fans ever. And I love Edward Herman. He is forever Richard Gilmore to me. He is terrible. (laughs) And he has no chemistry with uh, Kirsten Dunst. They look like grandfather and granddaughter. Like I get that she's supposed to be younger and he's supposed to be older, but they just don't work at all. Nope. Not one bit. And like I think about... As as Charlie Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin is not terrible. But I just keep on thinking, like, someone better could have done this. Robert Downey and, Jr. Like, <laughs> Robert Downey, well, Robert Downey Jr. did do it much better. But it's kind of like what I, I was thinking, what would have Kenneth Branagh done if he had this? Because you saw what he did with, like, Murder on the Orient Express and, like, which isn't a great film. But, yeah. like, it's a, it's a, it's a turnkey mystery. It all takes place in one location with the cast of characters. Mm-hmm. So what could he have done with that same idea? This is, this is, it's quite bland. Right. It's very, it's like it's not flavored properly. It's like chicken soup that had no seasoning whatsoever. Yeah. It's just water and chicken and maybe some carrots thrown in. And there's nothing really like substantial to it. But at the same time, that's so interesting to me because the reason why Peter Bogdanovich made it is because he's heard all these stories over the year. He had Mm. a very close relationship with Orson Welles. And he heard about, like, things that had happened with Hearst and had done the research. And so for something that should be such, like, a passionate project for him, 
-hmm. it's so lackluster and it you're right it feels like it feels like a lifetime movie that you're watching and nothing kind of fits it's a puzzle that's like missing so many of its pieces and they're all kind of scattered around it's a b movie is what it is it's not an a movie it's not an event movie it's not something you'd go see it's very much like you know when you're surfing through netflix Mm. or like amazon prime and there's all these random movies that you've like never heard of but they star one person you've heard of yeah that's the cat's meow that is the cat's meow you're kind of like oh these are all people and i obviously know kirsten dunst but like and those some of those faces are familiar but like i've never heard of this movie that's what this is what a shame because because the thing that I'm holding so deep is that this is such an interesting story and the, the thing that oh I I should have gotten you to watch this. Do you know what Drunk History is? No. Drunk History is a TV show in which the host of the show sits down with like one of his friends um and sometimes they're like famous comedians and whatnot mm. and they get drunk and it is the friend's responsibility to tell a tale of history. Um, so oh, some okay. sort of story. And so there is an episode of Drunk History of which they tell this story of what happened on the boat. Who tells it? Oh, my gosh. I can't remember. I need to look it up. Hold on. Look it up. Somebody. I mean, it's not important who tells it. Because what yeah. Drunk History does is as the person's telling it, they've recreated the story with, like, celebrities. Oh, okay, 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 and they're yeah. acting them out. But when they're acting, when they're speaking, they're speaking in the voice of the storyteller yeah, yeah, yeah. and not of themselves. And so it's just, like, hilarious. And this yeah. episode of Drunk History that tells the story of, like, Hearst Yacht and Thomas Inns is hilarious and so much better done than this movie than this. <laughs> like it's, and part of it is like i wonder if it's just because of when this came out like in 2000 when did gosford park come out they both came out in 2001 okay yeah there is a difference there and what's really interesting though is that this is a true story gosford park is, is fiction yeah this is a true yeah, gosford story park is so much more interesting yeah in which you have like really interesting source material, yeah. but just nothing proper is done with it. And I, you said like, what if someone like Kenneth Kenneth Branagh did it? I'm wondering what would it be like if this was made like today. But the other part that kind of speak like speaks loudly to me is that the way the story is being told is just flat it's there's nothing interesting about it you're telling me things in sequential order and there's no excitement there's no like intrigue and on top of that there's like no attempt exactly there's no attempt at at, like making an insightful and interesting film and like i am going to compare this to gosford park because gosford park is a really basic mystery Mm -hmm. and like you eventually figure out who did it it's not very complex it's not but the upstairs-downstairs politics, I have always found that fascinating. I've always found that interesting that, like, people who are Indian know of the help. Yeah. And, like, Indian people have help in India. Like, middle to hopper class have help. Everyone has help. Mm-hmm. And so, and the help has such an interesting life. And so this movie really brings that to life. It really does talk about how, you know, you're talking about them and they're talking about you and they know your secrets and, like... And how that connects and how the world... It's such a fascinating look into something. Whereas this, I just feel like we're watching it unfold. And we're watching something unfold that is like... They try to keep a mystery who is going to be killed. But it fails. But it fails so miserably. Because you're like, well, it wasn't Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. 
Well, the thing, though, is I think it's the way it's being told. Because first you have a narrator who, like, why do we have this woman as our narrator? Yeah, uh, yes, that is a great question. Yeah, because if I was writing it, <laughs> I would have the gossip columnist be the narrator of this. Yeah. Because there's yeah. an essence of, like, untrustworthiness there. Yeah. Of, like, she's a gossip columnist. So, like, yeah. how real is this tale going on? Yes. But instead, we have this woman from AbFab telling us about yeah. what went on on the boat. And she's this British woman who happens to, like, lap around no with Hollywood's no- notorious yeah. people. And it just, like, there's no intrigue there there's no reason for me to want to latch on to this and like actually continue with this story then but also t- what would have made a more interesting story was not even to tell it in the present yes it would have been to tell it as a mystery <laughs> like tell it as a rumor like yeah what happened when these people got back how did this rumor get started what happened from that perspective and use the scenes on the boat as flashbacks or like have them be like two intersecting storylines Sorry, I interrupted you because I was just like, there are so many so better much. ways to have done this. Yeah. And what they don't do is actually tell you. So from what I remember, and I didn't do a, a ton of research, but from my memory is that they wound up convincing his wife to say that, no, he was home when he died. And they kind of erased this whole idea that he died on the boat. Oh, yeah, which is such a more interesting way of telling the story. Like, yes. there's so much more intrigue in just that one sentence of, like, yeah. where did he die? And you're yeah. telling us the story in sequential order, so there's no there's no intrigue. Yeah. I would have started with, like, let's start with the gunshot. Like, just hearing that and not knowing yeah. who pulled the trigger and seeing him die and lead up to that moment. Like, yeah. actually create something here. And it's just so upsetting. And I wanted your opinion on it because you write things. And so you know what it's like. Like, what do you think that mindset was of, like, let me just tell you this whole hum story about the da-da-da and I'll go from A to Z. I think the thing is, is that the story itself is interesting. I will give mm-hmm. it that, that it is it is an interesting story. And I think when someone pitched this and they're just like, oh, I have a movie about that time that someone was murdered on Robert Hurst's mm-hmm. boat, but no one really knows about it. And it's it's a great idea. It's great conceptually. And so I just feel that the writer who wrote this was like, I think that's enough. Yeah. It's not that writers want to do the least amount of work, but who wants to do more work? And I feel like when he wrote this, he was like, I think the story itself is intriguing enough that that'll keep your like attention kind of focused. Mm-hmm. It is also quite possible that this is poorly directed more than it is poorly written. Written? Did he write it too? I think Ooh, he did question. both. Oh, Peter, what did you do? Stephen also, Peros, whoever okay. that is. Whoever you are. Yeah. And like, I'm looking at his IMDb. It's not great. <laughs> so not written by TV movies, guy. by the way. He's this, like, oh. it's just, it's just, it reeks of, and this is maybe a little elitist, and I don't want it to come out that way, because I'm not saying that a movie needs to have a big budget to be good. I think we've all seen examples of, like, small budget films. I think Ryan Johnson's Brick, for instance, is mm-hmm. an, a small budget film so well done, so interesting, and just, I think that's an example of a movie attempting something. This movie mm-hmm. doesn't attempt anything. No, like, what? what is the purpose of you telling me the story yeah. are you trying to like get me to solve the mystery with you are you just trying to give me a history lesson but there's like, no mystery either yeah it's kind of it's really lackluster the other part though is like i 
know of these characters because like I find it interesting and I've done research on stuff like this before but like what are you doing to compel the people who don't know who these people are like in 2001 who knows who William Randolph Hearst is who knows who Marion Davies is who like you've heard the name Charlie Chaplin but you don't know his personality or character and there's no build up in the movie of like who they are what they represented at that time you're just kind of told it by this narrator of like here we are on this rich guy's boat like you should have started off with a great gatsby style party and shown all of them like living up this life and then led up to the day of the boat you know or the scandal that ensued when they came back and like the growing the growing kind of seed of doubt and like rumor that probably passed through hollywood yeah, there, there, there's such an interesting way of doing that, and the result this might have had on like Marion Davis's career and Charlie Chaplin's career, and like all of that, and like you, you hear him talking about one of the most interesting things in his life that he got the 16 year old pregnant, but yeah. we don't see it at all. Right, like start the movie off with her fainting. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or, like there's so many other places that you could have done it, and I just feel like they chose the most obvious, easiest way to make this film. And I just found it so... The reason why I picked it, though, is because Sizzit and Kane is able to do that. Like, it starts off with this old man dying yeah. and saying this word and this gossip and lore of what does this word mean. And you're yes. intrigued. You want to find out yeah. what the word means. This doesn't have any of that. Yeah. And I wish he would have watched Sizzit and Kane before. I don't know. Maybe, he, yeah. Right? Like to kind of get an idea of what I should present because that's something that has stood the test of time. I don't know anybody who knows the cat's meow. <laughs> or again, cares about it. About it's just it. not. I think what Citizen Kane does, and it, I think Citizen Kane's biggest problem is the fact that it is as popular as it is and the ending is ruined for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way to retain that ending because it's just. Now everyone knows. Ro- you you could walk out and be like, Rosebud was the sled. And people wouldn't know what you were referring to, but they'd know the reference. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's through no fault of the movies. Whereas something like this could have had the ability to like build that same kind of lore. And build that same kind of mystery. And build the... Co- Again, you're showing us something. You're showing us what you think happened. Like a dateline recreate, like a recreation. Dateline doesn't do recreation. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean. Like you're showing it like a recreation. Whereas imagine, imagine if this had been made and you were, you were watching it from Hearst's perspective or the people's perspective and him be him in complete denial. You as a, you as a viewer would be like, well, did he or didn't he? Yeah. Or that's, from, like, even Marion Davies' it, right? perspective. Yes. Like, did this man die because of, like, me fooling around with Her Charlie affair, Chaplin? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's just there, there's, there is so much there's no opportunity point of view. lost. Yeah. There's no yeah. point of view. You fed us everything. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yep. And it's cheesy and, and it's on corny. on top of that, on top of all of that, it's bland. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> And again, like if you had made a decent film that was interesting and had some interesting, you know, production value even or interesting performances, right? I could let the I could let the screenplay even go like something like Murder on the Orient Express. But this does it just has nothing. There's nothing, nothing keeping me. It can I tell you I tried to watch this three times. Me too. And I was I could not get I could not get into it. 
And then eventually mm-hmm. on Monday or something, I was like, I have to watch this. Yeah. I feel I so much stronger about it this time, though, than the first time, though, I watched it. And I think the first time I just, like, kind of had it on because I... You weren't critiquing it, yeah. I wasn't, yeah. And I was just like, okay, like... This is the movie. But watching it this time was such a struggle. It was so hard. And I was like, I was regretting my choice. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Oh, did you why? regret it? I like I like this conversation we're having of like what's bad. Because yeah. sometimes it's fun to talk about what makes the yeah. movie bad. And like what's not working here. And then you can get into your own imagination of like, how could what, I make yeah. this better? Because I do think I could make this story better. Yeah. Probably. And I have no experience <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> But I do believe I could tell the story better than what's being presented to me. But at the same time, I feel bad because I'm like, I made Nadim watch a bad movie. No, I think I think it was an interesting reason that you picked it. And I think this is the example of a movie to watch that you don't need to watch before to watch, the end of the world. Yeah. Just so you know that you don't need to watch it. <laughs> yeah. This is a movie not to watch before watch the end before of the, the world. So maybe I didn't follow the guidelines of the title of our podcast. <laughs> but it's interesting. So that's another question I have is that you, I, I kind of had an idea because I remember you mentioning this. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I mentioned to you that I started this at some point. Yeah. And then I just, I stopped it very early on. Early I could on. not get into it. When so... the British woman starts talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, around there. Yeah. So I couldn't get into it. I didn't really care. So I knew you didn't like love this. Yes. But now I'm wondering, so I, for instance, have picked movies that I think you should watch before the end of the world for good or bad, or like for reasons. Would you have replaced this with something that you think I should actually see before the end of the world? Because what I did replace it with, I do plan on you watching. Like I finessed my list a little bit. So then what did you take out? Because you took something out. No, I didn't because I had taken out scoop earlier in the year oh yeah and i had taken a movie that i had from later and just put it in place so i had an open spot okay so you only had 24 on your list yeah like i yeah okay so when i decided that we wouldn't do 25 essentially i took a movie that was like from later in the year that we were going to watch and i put it in place instead okay which i think was a bigger splash (laughs) huh i think a bigger splash splash. i think it was so then let me um, rephrase my question. If you were to take this out or if you have the opportunity of r- picking this again or picking a movie that you actually think should be a movie mm-hmm. to watch before the end of the world, what would you do? It is so difficult to find movies for you to watch. <laughs> like, I don't think you realize how hard this has been on me. <laughs> because you've seen so much. Yeah. And you've seen... And, like, it's also hard to... Because I think I have a limited view of movies than you do. Like, I've seen a lot less than you have, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I can't pick things that I also haven't seen. And, like, what yeah, have I... Yeah, because it does need to matter to you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, what have I seen that would mean more to you? And then to find those movies are just so difficult. I don't think I would replace it, though. Okay. Maybe in a way... <laughs> I do want to say, I know we both make fun of it a lot, but when you picked a Cinderella story, I was really surprised. But yeah. your reasoning for that, it was the first movie you saw as like a, like the first real it's memory. It's like one of the first going... movies I went like by myself. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is something then, right? That is a real like emotional response. That's a memorable experience for you. That's a reason you want to share that experience to be like, when I was 13 and I saw a movie, like 
This, this was like the greatest movie. This was the greatest thing. <laughs> yeah. Right now I have a different opinion, but at the time I don't think so. I think that's interesting that like, I don't think every movie that is like an important movie to you needs to be a five star film. No, I I would remove this then. I don't think we needed to. Maybe we should just not do this episode. Like, not <laughs> we should just remove it. No, <laughs> we're going to keep it. Are you embarrassed by this choice? I'm not embarrassed by the choice okay, because good. I don't think it's at the level that a Cinderella story is. <laughs> but I'm telling you, a Cinderella story was a good choice. A bad a movie. movie, but, but a, a good, good choice. choice. And yeah. this is just a bad choice, but a decent, not even say, decent. Yeah, I'd say it's better fair. than Cinderella story. <laughs> yeah. It's fair in that I will say, like, Kirsten Dunst kind of saves this movie because she I'm sure is, she does meet that. <laughs> she's very compelling in it. She does a great job. As Marion Davies. Not as good I do as think Amanda Seyfried is better, yeah. but I think Amanda Seyfried has better material yes. to work with than Kirsten yeah. Dunst did. But I also think, I'm trying to remember who plays Hearst in Mank right now. I wanted to say William Hurt, but I don't think that's right. Orson Welles is played by Tom Burke. Oh, Charles Dance. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. He does have a little bit more presence. The two of them look. Like this, More. it literally looked like a grandpa and his granddaughter, and like she's really in the awkward. little sailor outfit, and he's yeah. like giving her a bonbon. Like it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, there it's was something she else. She has I... a young face to begin with. Yes, she does. Like Kirsten Dunn still looks young to this day. Yeah, she looks like so, she's in her twenties now, and she's like yeah. nearing forty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's. I think it's. It was miscast in that way. But she's a good actress. And I think the one takeaway for me is also that, like, I don't love her the way you do. But I was watching this and I was just like, oh, she deserves better than this. Yeah. She she's can do so much. capable of carrying a lot more. She actually has appeared on Drunk History a couple of times, like, as some okay. of the characters. And she has one of my favorite episodes, which is um, she plays Agatha Christie. Mm-hmm. And did you know that in real life, Agatha Christie, like, disappeared at one point? Seriously? No, that's... How how has the movie not been made about that? Well, there's a drunk history episode about it. Yeah. I'm gonna make you watch all these now. Okay. If, if we have learned anything from watching this movie, is that you should watch Drunk History. Because Maybe it's that's just, the takeaway. Yeah, yeah, that's the takeaway. It's so good. Oh. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out, though, this I realized on this viewing, I was gonna hate it the second I saw the font choice from the yes, credits. Yes, of the credits. It's like Comic Sans on crack. It's like it's Sans. so. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I totally gross. That. I was like, <laughs> why? Who thought like, this was a good design choice? Who made this? Like, and I was thinking, 2001. No, when I was 10 years old, I knew Comic Sans was a joke font. Yes. Like, you don't write then things. You look at the stately text in Gosford Park. Yeah. Or you look at even at something like The Great Gatsby. Like, yeah. I mean, you don't not a to, great I'm movie, Boz, but. <laughs> no, not your best. And I'm not saying you need, like, a designer to, like, create a font and all of that. You could have gone, like, Helvetica and it would have been okay. You could have used Georgia. You yeah, totally. Fine. You could have just done something out of box and just, like, zhuzhed it and it would have been totally fine. You didn't have to go as Comic Sans. It's Comic Sans on crack. It's a little bit different. Like, there's a little bit more of a curly cue to it. Oh, God. Than there Who is. cares? It was terrible. It's so bad. It's, it's so bad. bad. Oh... But I'm learning. I'm learning things that about choices here. Interesting. <laughs> is that like the, your takeaway from this movie? That is my takeaway of like the movie might just be like decent, but that doesn't like I think 
the movies I've chosen that I feel have more of a sentimental value have been like the ones that I've actually enjoyed reviewing mm. and going over again. Yeah. Senti- movies and sentiment. It is a big It is, a big, it is thing. a big, big thing. Yep. And you can't ignore it. Like you didn't love the man from Uncle, but I love the man yeah, from Uncle. Absolutely. You know? I'm trying to Dick, I loved watching that yeah. because like that's the first time I remember reading a dictionary, like, or a yeah, exactly. um, encyclopedia. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any sequel or prequel ideas? I would like to know more about Marion Davies. I think she's a really interesting character, and I think that movie needs to be made, especially mm-hmm. today, to be someone who, like, fell in love with this older gentleman who they don't even they don't they hint at the fact that William Hurst was still married he was married for all these years to his wife and she was well aware that he was having an affair with Marion Davies but she just let it be because she wanted the last name Hurst I think that's a really interesting storyline and that would be an interesting movie to see from the perspective of Marion Davies and from his wife and like what her motivations were to allow this to happen in her marriage. And what was she doing on the side, you know? Oh, she's definitely doing someone. <laughs> she's doing something. So. Yeah. I think there are really compelling characters. Like, we do have a movie about Charlie Chaplin, but I haven't seen it. I don't no, know. I haven't I seen it either, actually. Yeah. But I hear he's good in it. Me too. Because he was nominated, right? hmm Yeah. I think this was pre-Naked on Someone's Grass. Oh, right. <laughs> it was pre-jail time, yeah. It was pre-Rob, yeah. Oh, yeah. Robert. And even, like, the... Lily Tomlin does it t- Not Lily Tomlin. What's her name? Oh, God, what is her name? I always... I forgot her name, too. Yeah. Tilly. Something Tilly. Jennifer not, Tilly. Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Tilly does a terrible job in this movie. <laughs> like, but she's, she's not... poorly written. It's a really poorly written character. Jennifer Tilly is not a bad actress, but that ro- role is just badly written the idea of that character though of like a gossip columnist under the thumb of one of the biggest media conglomerates in the 1920s is really interesting i just wish that there were somebody wrote something better for it so that's kind of what i want like to see as well but oops i dropped something (laughs) i heard that how dare you it wasn't me it was a ghost (laughs) but yeah not not like not anything vested for sequel prequels i would like this story to be made made better yeah i think that's the big pitching it to you nadim yeah Yeah. should we go into star ratings i'd like your rating now yeah okay so the first time i watched this i was kind of ho-hum about it i was just like oh okay a movie i did really enjoy kirsten dunst because i always enjoy kirsten dunst i've been obsessed since i was 10 years old with kiki And I didn't have very many feelings towards it. I just remembered the subject matter and like the what it was about and not so much the movie itself. So then when we were watching Sizzlet and Kane, I was really compelled to be like, oh, maybe we should like continue the storyline into the saga. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until watching it that I was like, oh, I we picked what is known as one of the best movies. And now we're probably watching one of the worst movies about something (laughs) Of the same nature, which I think I really like to see, like, the the two, like, the negative side and the positive side of things. And so I think it's really interesting to have that range of two episodes. Is this a movie that you do need to see? No. No. You do not need to be running to Tubi to go watch. (laughs) To go watch the Cat's Meow with ads. Um, 
It's just not, it's not necessary. I think if you want to have something on in the background and maybe just get like a little bit of knowledge of this time of like, you know, what was going on and the history of William Randolph Hearst Mm -hmm. and this, this story of how somebody died on his boat, then like you can put this on, but this doesn't even tell you the story well enough for me to say to you, you need to hear the story. I would urge you to watch the drunk history episode of it because it is, it does tell you a little bit more and it's more compelling or go on a deep Wikipedia dive. You know, there's a lot of information on the interwebs about this. And I think it is a really interesting story and it's, it's an unsolved murder, but it's not a murder. Like he historically was written to have had heart failure, Mm -hmm. but he didn't have heart failure guys. Something Mm -hmm. happened on that boat. Um, and the idea of this like rich powerful man having some sort of a cover-up like that was an angle that could have been explored too the cover-up why don't we start with that what did that look like what like what was in play to cover this whole thing up Mm -hmm. and you know as i'm explaining this review i'm telling you all these other things that could have been different that should have happened in this movie that like weren't there they just didn't exist there wasn't anything compelling there wasn't even like costumes and set design i could have i can rent a boat right now i could go to value village and make these costumes myself like there's nothing really spectacular about this this yeah. movie is so ho hum And so for that, I will give it one star. That one star is for my girl, Kiki. (laughs) Kirsten Dunst, I forever love you. XOXO, Mita, call me. Bye. (laughs) One star. One star. I really didn't like it. No, I mean, I didn't. So (laughs) I'm a little surprised at how low a rating because I do think that this, I've seen some bad movies. Yeah. I wouldn't call this a bad movie Mm -hmm. because I feel like this is the definition of a lost opportunity. Yeah. Because it's not, this isn't a bad movie. The performances are okay. The set design is okay. The cinematography is okay. Mm -hmm. It's just, this movie is just a lost opportunity. There's just should have been so much more. There are so many other opportunities, so many other angles they could have taken. So there's so much else. But at the end of the day, I wasn't, I wasn't like, what is this? I wasn't okay. like, you know, I, w- I was, I didn't hate it. I'm not going to recommend it. But like you're saying, I would, if I rated something a one star, I would tell you, no, don't even turn it on in the background. Do not waste your time. Do not engage with this movie. And this, I think it's like, if you're dusting your house and it's just on. If you're cool. cooking a meal and you just need noise in the yeah. background. Yeah. I think it's totally like tolerable. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a terrible film. I do think it's a lost opportunity more than anything. And I do think it's bland. It's yeah. just, it is unflavored chicken. Mm-hmm. It's what this is. There's just nothing here. There's just nothing interesting. This movie is is telling a story that isn't even a story. It's a rumor. And it's telling it like a story instead of a movie that could have been written like a rumor. Rumor. There's just so many opportunities that are lost. And like, you could have done like a Rashomon, like the way Thilvar was made. Like, this is their perspective. This is their... There are so many, like, so many ways that this just could have been so much more interesting. Mm -hmm. And you blew it. And I think that to me, I think this is a lost opportunity. I do think there are some movies that have no, no saving graces. This movie, aside from Kirsten Dunst, the story is interesting. 
The performances are not awful. You know, even Eddie Izzard as Charlie Chaplin is not bad, but he has no sexual chemistry with Kirsten Dunst, and so that is tough. I think this is an okay film, but not, like, very much, like, lower than, like, average. It is far below average. Yeah. So I will Hmm. be giving it one and a half stars. Wow. One and a half. What did we give a Cinderella story? I'm going to go look. I gave Cinderella Story one and a half, and you gave Cinderella Story one. So it's the same score, just the the opposite. (laughs) And like that actually makes sense to me because my half star for Cinderella Story is is my my emotion to it and how much I loved it. I said loved, please note that. You felt uh, about it. Yes. (sighs) But that was a cat's meow. That was the cat's meow. I think I think it's time to move on. Also, a terrible from... title. Like it doesn't even yeah. make sense. Of what yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I get the connection to the twenties, but like we could have done anything else. Not necessary. Carryules. Okay. <laughs> I think it's time for us to move on, Mitha. Oh, is it time for different? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. For is it time for yes, different? <laughs> You're just pausing too long. I don't know if you're waiting for me or not. Just let me pause. Okay. <laughs> Is it time for different characters? Same, Same world. up. That little bit of miscommunication over this recording was more interesting than that entire movie. Are you keeping just that in? I'm keeping it in because I thought it was cute. Okay. Okay. So I'm giving you three actors. Ooh. Three actors. Trois. I'm giving you hmm. Suki Stackhouse. Okay. The Wolf. Okay. And Helen Parr. Okay. And your timer starts now. It's Anna Paquin and Suki Stackhouse. We're watching the, the piano. Yes, we are watching the piano. <laughs> Anna Paquin is yeah. Suki Stackhouse in True Blood. Yep. Helen Parr is Holly Hunter in The Incredibles. Yep. And The Wolf is Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction. Wow. And we are watching Jane Campion's The Piano. The Piano. The Piano. The Piano. Have you seen The Piano? No. No. (laughs) Good, good. I wasn't sure about this one, but I was like, I wanted to put it on the list. So There we go. We're watching Baby Anna Paquin. I think I got to rent it (sighs) because. Okay. It's a bit of an obscure movie. Is it though? It was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, and it won like three. Like three major Oscars. So I mean, it's not. But it's hard to find, so oh, I don't know okay. if it, it might be on Tubi or like Mubi or something. Let me take a look just before. Because I also, so when I chose the Cat's Meow, this thing, it was at one point on Prime, but it disappeared. It was, yeah. And so I was really scared that we weren't going to be able to watch it. And then I kept being scared that it was going to be taken off of Tubi for whatever reason. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, I better watch this in case it gets taken off tomorrow. It's not available anywhere. Like, not even on iTunes? Mm-mm. Okay, you're going to have to borrow it from me then. Okay. Because I do have the piano. On so, DVD? On DVD. I'll have to hook up Wow, you DVD can't even player. rent it. You can't even rent it. And you don't have a DVD player? I have one. It's just not plugged in. Okay, you'll have to plug it in then. Yeah. Okay, wow. This is special. <laughs> I'm surprised you can't time. even rent it, though. Yeah. 
I have I have found some obscure movies, Mita, and we have been able to watch all of them. I also have a, a, a VPN, so maybe I can find it on a US streamer. I pay for my VPN. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bad Okay, well, we'll figure that out, but next week will be the piano, either through a shared DVD or you're going to find it in America. <laughs> what if I go to the library? <laughs> you, might, you might be able to rent this off like rogers or something cineplex no it would show up in my the tool oh, it does? yeah it oh, does wow. it, okay, nothing so is on nowhere. there <laughs> nowhere nobody nowhere. wants to watch the piano i need to make sure i have it on dvd i'm like 90 percent positive should we have I a backup just in case no we'll come back and we'll do an addendum to this episode if we need to okay at the end stay of the we'll it stay tuned we may or may not be watching the piano oh, i knew it was gonna happen at some point at some I, just point. I didn't think it would when. be this movie though oh. oh anyways that's for next week or yep. possibly this week i don't know mitha and i will figure it out yes but i think that's it and i think mitha's gonna leave us with some parting words i am reputations are so fragile for the record mitha couldn't even find a line yeah, she that's when you know I don't like a line. movie. That was when I was just like, oh, that's trouble. Yeah, Mitha didn't. Mitha didn't love find this a movie. single line. Yeah. But I love you, Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and rate and review. And we will see you next week for a movie. It may or may not be The Piano. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.